Welcome to the Recover Everything podcast, where we have honest discussions about everything in recovery and mental health. Here are your hosts, Christopher West and Chelsea Mooney. Enjoy. There's 23 million people struggling with addiction. Whatever your answer is. Lift the shame and stigma of addiction. Don't choose anything that will jeopardize yourself. Look, you can face this, even though you think you can't, you can. So find your own recovery story, own it, embrace it, work through it. Each and every one of us matters. Hard for you to do. That's what she said. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Recover Everything podcast with my co-host, Chelsea Money. Hello, beautiful people. And on the show today, we have... Uh, Jeffy. No, no, no. <laughs> we have the Elephant Ballet, yeah. right? Are you yeah. going to edit that out and post? Maybe. <laughs> and then <laughs> on the ukulele, we have Matt. I don't know your last name. It does okay. P is good. Matt P. Woo. And on bass, we have Jeff C. C. Woo. Matt P and Jeff C. Boom. They like to play things. Yes. We do. So you, your group is called the Elephant Ballet. Yes. And it's a two-piece, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you guys get started? What's going on? Like, what what is what is all oh, this? You like the story? Uh, so, uh, Jeff and I are both in recovery. A little quick story about Jeff. I didn't know him very well, but he's always a quirky dude. And one thing, Jeff would come up with different quirks when I would see him in meetings. And one was one day he goes, five clap, man. You gotta clap five <laughs> times." For what? Exa- whatever. Like, so in in meetings, yeah. Like, if somebody takes a key tag. Everybody claps. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Jeffy looked at me and goes, five clap, man. That's all you give, five. And then every meeting I would see him at, he would just clap five times for whoever was celebrating. And I would look at him and clap five times. So you guys uh, met in an office or something? In recovery. Sort of, in recovery. Oh, yeah, at, in meetings. At a, oh, oh, a meeting, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. So I My said bad. meetings. So we met in a 12-step <laughs> I meeting. That. That's fair. Is this recovery <laughs> related? Is this related in, to recovery? So we met in meetings. I thought Jeffy was a pretty cool guy, quirky. And one day I said, hey, man, come over. I know you play bass. I'd like to jam with you. He was very apprehensive. He was like, what do you got up your sleeve? I was like, well, I like to play music. And he's like, what do you got? At? So I was like, just come over. So he did. And he's a phenomenal bass player. I've I mean, seen. He, he is, he's got some magic fingering going on there. So anyway... Uh, I That's what him, she said. Yeah, <laughs> I heard him. I heard him play, and I was blown away how good he sounded. And I also thought it was just amazing to hear him with a ukulele because we're on different ends of the scale. So I said, "Hey, dude, it's like sounds like you're like an elephant doing ballet because mm-hmm. it sounded like it really did sound. It still does like a very heavy sound, but with such precision. You know, like sure. dancing. And so we were like, I think Jeffy was like, "Hey, we should name the band that." Something like that. That's cute. Well, that that's 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 it. But it, it, when it started, Matt was like, "Hey, we should jam," and I'm like, "Okay." I mean, you play ukulele. I was, I didn't really. He was right. I was a little apprehensive, and then I didn't hear from him for six months. <laughs> was it so, just like the way that he looked? Who him? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, what's going on? That's a little painful. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. But I mean, I knew he had another gig going. I knew he wrote all the. You know, he did a lot of stuff for. Do a lot of art. He does a lot of stuff, and I know his wife's an artist and all this other stuff. And I was just like, okay, uh, sure, we'll jam. And then we didn't. And that that first initial contact that he made to me about jamming. I, I mean, I knew Matt from meetings, and. You know, if I'm being honest, I was like, ah, the guys, he hangs out with those guys and he's in that clique and they're a little Whoa. snarky. It's true. I mean, I was just Be like, careful uh, here. I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. By the way, this is Jeff being a little honest. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I mean, but we've Don't talked about that. Honest. You know, I mean, we were, you know, he said straight up he thought I was a scumbag when I first came in. You know what I mean? He said, like, you just look like a greasy fucking rundown scumbag. You know, and I was. I was strung out. I'm you sorry. Know? I'm sorry. That's such That's a good true. way to treat new no, no, people, no. right? Hold on. No, no, no. This is I'm after we got to I'm know. I'm sorry it. for saying you look like a scumbag because you did. Yeah. I'm saying I'm sorry because I'm interrupting you because Jeff, I was at Jeff's first meeting yeah. five, over five years ago. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. As first meeting. My very first meeting. I was You're sitting like, front, I was this high. guy. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it's a good sat story. sat down and they asked the crowd, hey, who hears, you know, first meeting? And Jeff raised his hand and they went. Did you clap five times? I didn't uh, know. No, we yet. didn't start the five clap procedure just yet. And we said, um, and the chairperson said, well, have you used today? And Jeffy said, well, I had a beer. And the chairperson said, was it a light beer? Yeah. Yep. Ouch. <laughs> I didn't even catch that until I he did. Told it me was about one that. of the snarky bunch. So the point mm. was the snarkiest of the snarky. The point bunch. was for those of you that are, don't know about recovery, it doesn't matter if it's light beer or not. But Jeffy didn't know. He was like, "No," and I was like, "This is crazy." But he definitely. I don't he, even remember that. His look has evolved, and if you saw a picture of him when he first came in, I mean, he looked like a scumbag. I, I was a strung out fucking junkie, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, did yeah, not you... see, I did not see the talent in that. Mm. Wow. Well, right, so when, when, did, when did you see the talent? He I didn't. Just, I didn't. <laughs> I just asked him to jam and I heard the talent. So so how did you know he played bass? I knew I heard that. and he had a, From like a, one of your snarky friends? Uh, I don't remember. You're like, you know that scumbag out. over there? He plays bass. <laughs> That's all I mean, skinny scumbag. Jeff, and then, Jeff and then your friend outspoken. was like, yeah, he plays bass. He's pretty outspoken. <laughs> He's got a bass playing personality. Mm. How was that? Bass players are uh, they're like tall and lengthy a lot yeah, of the time. They got that. Plus, they're very come as you are. You know, here I am. I'm a bass player. You know, it's like. I'm going to lay down just, the funk. Yeah. Here you they're go. very like telling you like how it is. When, so, yeah. when did you start playing bass? When I was 16. Why? Uh, because I was a frustrated guitar player, one. and I've been there. And, yeah. And uh, I started playing music when I was, like, um, in second grade. I played cello in the little elementary school thing, and I stopped doing that after a little while because the thing was freaking heavy, and we used to walk to school, but in those days. Did you and, walk barefoot in the snow? No, it was here in <laughs> Vegas, so it wasn't very barefoot or or cold, but it was still walking with a cello when you're in second grade. Yes. So, and that sucked. So, but then I started playing drums and then I started playing guitar and at about 14, I was just like, this sucks, man. I mean, I can never find a bass player and I always took lessons and I did other things. And then I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to get a, I'm going to start playing bass. And I started playing bass and I took to the bass like a fish takes to water, you know, because I, you know, I was, I, I knew uh, the notes are the same as the top four strings on a guitar. So I knew that and it just, you know. To go back to the, how we started playing, Matt asked me to do it, and then six months later, he's like, so are we ever going to jam? And I'm like, oh, wow, we're still, we're still going to try this. Okay, so we did, and I brought, I didn't bring my fretless over, and he, I go, so my first question to him was, dude, what's, what's the end game here? I mean, that was my first question. What do you want to accomplish with this? And he goes, this is what I want to accomplish. If nothing else, I just want to jam and see what it sounds like. No strings. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. So we played. Do you remember the first thing you jammed? Yeah. Uh, I was Paranoid by Black yeah. Sabbath. Or was it come as you are? No, it was paranoid. He goes, because this is what I do. I go, well, what do you want to do? What, what's, your, what's your vision? And he was like, well, I played paranoid, but I, I want to play, you know, rock tunes and classic pop tunes and all this other stuff, and here's how I play it. So he played his version of paranoid, and I'm like, oh, so like a little walking bass line, and we could do that, and da 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 And then we played come as you are. That was like one of the first ones. And, um, you know, I said, and then we played, what, we, that Bill Withers tune. 
Oh, did we play Use Me? Yeah, we played Use Me, too. And he goes, you know this tune? And I said, da, da. I played the lick. And he's just like, yeah, that's it. So we played that, and it sounded pretty good. So here's my, I, with no expectations going into the first meeting, and I was just like, you know, Matt's a nice enough guy. Let's just do this. And so we can say we did it and get it off my plate. Wasn't really looking because for he's anything. a nice enough guy. He's a nice well, enough guy. And I was in court mode. To be fair, remember? Yeah, he, he made over. me breakfast, and oh, he was, yeah. you know, you know, he, yeah. He as soon as I heard the talent, him. and it was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened was, is then you we need know, more butter. So we played. <laughs> yeah, man. Butter, man. <laughs> do I talk like Sammy Davis? A little oh, bit. When is that? A little bit. <laughs> I do not do that. Little kind of. I don't. Okay. I never have. Continuing happened. on. Okay. Anyway, so long story short. I'm just going to let him keep going. Long story short is we uh, we jammed. Every time someone says long story short, it's because they're really just long story, a long story longer. Right. Okay, um, we played. I said, I'm going to bring my fretless over. And that's when the elephant ballet thing came about because it's, you know, the fretless is just a different instrument and it sounds different, and, as you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and then we just did it. And then we were doing free stuff at this mission, blah, blah, blah. And here we are. So how yeah, long ago was say. that? A little over two years. Two years? Yeah, man. It's been we two did years. a lot of uh, at the mission. Yeah, we went right to the... We just wanted to play in front of some people, and we had a contact with Chris Medina. <laughs> yep. Name drop. I don't know. Both first and last. But anyway, <laughs> whatever, um, man. Uh, he don't yeah. care. It's fine. We, we, I everybody's like on Facebook I, with their first and last name. That's why recovery, there's, there's the anonymous thing is out the freaking window. Especially oh, yeah. <laughs> Since Facebook and Instagram come And Twitter, right. come on. So, By the way, I, I want to just say that is a really weird dynamic that you should do a whole podcast on for real. Oh, because anonymity and, and in social media? Well, because I, I know this has nothing to do with us, and I'm sorry if I'm taking us on a weird path, but I can't help it. It's really weird when you're in recovery and somebody relapses. Mm. And then they and then, post it? Well, or you're just looking at their Facebook going, I wonder if their post will change. That's one dynamic of social media I find interesting, and I'll tell you one other. You know people are truly deeply in their recovery when they get rid of all their old using pictures because sometimes they look really good in an old yeah, using yeah. picture. You can <laughs> tell they're like, they're like really I'm clean skinny. and I got a great life, but I still look good. And I'm not getting – Chelsea, this what are you pointing to? picture me five years ago. <laughs> right. I look good with this, you know. This, this trashy needle. haircut. I had a needle in my arm, but my hair highlights really I was hit. 75 pounds. I, I was beautiful. So it's a very interesting <laughs> dynamic of social media. Yeah. And then you look at the people who are still that go out, you know, and maybe relapse and, you know, maybe don't come back. And it looks like life might be good. Yeah. You know, well, but, but then it looks like, wow, my like social media paints such sure. a picture. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, there is a stigma that like people that relapse are, you know, they're down and they're suffering. And then you see them on social media and they go, they don't look suffering at all. But then I, at I the new club. Yeah. <laughs> but then you don't know the truth. For sure. For sure. So, how long have you been playing the uke? Uh, four years. Four years. Compared Why to the Jeffy's uke? Many. Uh, many. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have an intrinsic reason. I used to be in a duet with the woman, and she played beautiful piano, and I wanted to play something. I was just doing singing with her and making jokes and coming up with games, and I just wanted to do more. And one day, for just on a lark, I went out and I bought a ukulele at Guitar Center here in Vegas. And what I loved about it was I went right out to my car, watched a video, and realized, like, I knew three chords right away. And it was like the world opened up to me. Like, I could play an instrument immediately. Now, I could play well, and I had no meter, no timing, and I had no strum pattern. So you didn't learn guitar or anything at first? No. This is really – I mean, I played trombone and, as a kid, mm. and I played piano. So I had an idea of yeah. piano. but. This was the first time where I could just strum a chord, and it, it was like unlocking something. Like I was like, "Whoa!" and I was so excited. And then four years ago, but you had some knowledge of like chord progression and 
mm. whatnot with doing piano, right? Yeah, I knew what notes were and, and scales what, and whatnot. I, I did have some foundation in my brain, but it wasn't connected to it anything. It gave you some rhythm, at it, least, of anything. I would say it gave me reference. Fair enough. Mm. Do, you, do you have rhythm now? <laughs> Well, I mean, I've excelled greatly because of Jeff. Work of I've excelled. Oh, Don't ask give, him. I was going to give Jeffy a compliment. He's shaking you off your compliment, but I'll answer this. There's been a there's been a lot of uh, of evolvement because of Jeffy. He's you know he's been playing for forty years, so yeah. he's very like I don't accept shit that's not good. Did you say he's forty years? Forty, yes. How old are you, Jeff? I'm 55. You don't look 55. Thank you. He's vegan. That's why. Uh, I'm plant-based. I would have said tops 39. Bro. I I love you, bro. (laughs) I'll take that all day long. He's very militant about certain things. And one thing I've learned working with him. Yeah, discipline. And one thing I've learned is you can be this or that, but if you fuck the meter up in a song, Mm. it's Mm. just not acceptable. And I used to think he's kind of hardcore about that. And then I would hear myself play off-key. Or off, not off key, off meter. Yeah. And so we ended up getting a drum machine. We yeah. call it like our third member of the band. We, we named it Winston. The, yeah, Winston. Yeah. After the dude in Pulp Fiction who cleans yeah. up everything. Yeah. Significantly. The wolf. Sorry. Yeah, the wolf. Exactly. Winston Wolf. Mr. Wolf. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I would say Matt has play his playing has grown leaps and bounds, and actually we just have to talk about that today. You play gigs, right? You mm-hmm. play. Yes. Free gigs, you you play mm, birthdays. gigs, and birthdays. You Bar play. Mitzvahs. What are some of the things that you do the most? Okay, what we do most right now is uh, we we uh, we've, we've become very fond of Twitch, uh, streaming platform uh, for gamers. And since Bezos bought it, uh, the Amazon guy, uh, it is now uh, there's cooking shows on there and they're trying just to get chatting. this podcast on there and other you should, as well it's it's a great platform man and jeffy the, has a lot of info about twitch twitch is i think really going to be not he's uh, very twitch is going to be visionary to get us on listen there. man i i uh i follow i got i take this i take i still take lessons on base so i go to scottsbaselessons.com and and he has um these guys he does a lot of podcasts, right? So he does his podcast, and he's got these guys that are base educators on there. And these guys both said, who are YouTubers that have significant followings, and they teach, and they're phenomenal bass players. And they go, Twitch is the thing, man. It's going that way. And this was last year I heard him talking about it. And I was like, let's check into this Twitch thing. And a friend of ours told us about it. And there's people making a lot of money with yeah. Twitch. A lot. A I lot. mean, a so lot. So you're on Twitch. You like Twitch. What are some other gigs that you guys do? <laughs> so you're pushing this right along. Yeah. I'm kind of long-winded. We get it. You like Twitch. I could go forever. Can I answer um, this next one? Yeah. Uh, you know, I like doing gigs where we can give back. So we've done a lot of charity stuff, and uh, we do a lot of corporate stuff. It's been coming our way, and it is all of it's a different vibe. I, the only thing we've gotten away from is we just don't we used to try really hard to get local gigs and in the local scene here is so competitive. Plus you got to invite all your friends and And then then they don't show up. Well, and we're also in recovery. So if we play bars, unless they have food, our friends really don't want to show up. So we, we, that's been a hard thing to contend with. And so that's why some of the other stuff is better. Corporate gigs and and Twitch is better. There's nothing like, uh, asking all your friends to come to your show and you show up and there's like five and you're like, yeah, that's a good and, turnout. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then random ones, ones you didn't think would show up. You're right. like, oh, my yeah. best friend didn't show up, but Gary. Right. Came. <laughs> Gary came. And you know what your friends are like and then when Gary's they show your up. new best friend. Yeah. And your friends are like, you're welcome. And you're like, well, I mean, I, I appreciate you coming. I also am going to be performing for you. So it's kind of a, you know, can we all thank each other? But and then you have win-win. people that become your best friends because they come to your shows. Mm. So what's one of the weirdest things that had happened at a gig before? <laughs> mm, do you know? 
you how often do you get free bird <laughs> uh, we don't get a lot of free bird i would say the weirdest thing that happened at a gig happened literally about a month ago we were playing at a gig a corporate gig it was very well paid it was a last minute gig it was the atomic museum yeah and, okay. and the dude was like it was a room full of women and two men and they said, uh, we want to submit songs that you've never played before, and we want you to play some, and then give away raffles. And it was, you know, I side with musicians. I mean, we, Jeffy and I will work on a song for literally hours. So when somebody goes, do you know Freebird? And we're like, well, we will try it. The thing that sucks when you try a song is that people are visibly disappointed. In yeah. you when you they're shit like, that's the not Freebird that I know. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like this. I gave you a song. Why does it suck? I'm like, well, did I, I ask say my wife I could... to marry me to that song and you're going to play it like <laughs> <Right>. that? <laughs> I'm like, did I brag that I was going to be good here? So we're in a position where we're going to be playing unrehearsed, unpracticed songs. And it's a tough situation. And we made it work. So that was a very odd. I'm curious about these corporate rigs. Um, did you say corporate Briggs? I'm curious about these corporate gigs. Okay. Dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, five times, Jeffy. Five yep. times. No, yeah. Uh, are, there's a, are there a lot of drinking going on? And how, how long are these gigs? Are they are, are they short or uh, are they like hour, all day? Two hours. Um, there's just cocktails. Multiple, we, multiple we played a, sets. A very heavy Jack Daniels y type of spot not long ago everybody was getting hammered but yeah you know we're corporate so people were in the background we're just happy to grab a plate of food we, we do watch people get pretty shit faced but nobody's talking to us they're kind of just we're, they're not we're, even paying attention yeah, to us we're, just we're a, not on a stage man we're just a you speaker know? to the them best mm -hmm. so we it's like a rehearsal almost we mm -hmm. just like what we've gotten into lately is just doing a lot of medleys right so we take like a beat and we put it down and then we just do we'll do it if we'll do it in a minute but let's do it right now yeah let's do it we'll do the what we'll 80s do right songs now. do you know what, what, what songs? 80s. Freebird. We love the 80s, actually. I That's love the 80s. 70s. Well, we play that know. song Mad World by Tears for Fears. Let's do that. Do you want to hear that song? We'll yeah. That. Well, you well, said the we 80s. Can, That's why we I... We can Donnie, Donnie Darko this place up right now. Five clap. <laughs> the five clap is something that I'm, I've, I've gotten a few people to jump into, and now all they do is five claps. Because you know how it is, man. If you're in a meeting, it's like, so-and-so got 90 days, so-and-so, and everybody claps, 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 claps. I'm like, five. Next. <laughs> Next. You know what I mean? He does it. Well, he used to. I have a, I have a similar rule with laughing. Oh, yeah? I, I only do one ha. Ha! Ha! I like it. That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> Unless it's really good. Nope. If I laugh at all, it's really good. <laughs> if it's just moderately funny, I go, hmm. This so, podcast. first song is good. Nope. In the 80s. Yeah, it's from the 80s. Well, let's let it go. There you what go. What happened? <laughs> what do you mean? You don't want to talk over the beat? No. Oh. Okay, ready? Ladies and gentlemen, we're here for the recovery. Oh, shit, I did it. <laughs> gonna... Recover Everything podcast. I can't edit it out with the music. Oh, damn. Recover Everything. With Chris West. I chose it. And I brighten early for the daily race. 
which I'm dying are the best I've ever had And I find it hard to find it hard to get People run in circles, it's a very, very Five clap. It was good, man. It was good. It was perfect five clap. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank I you. just I can't stop thinking of the music video for that, the like original where they're doing like Some do you remember that? Like in, that lady do. in the window who's like doing this motion a lot. Do you know I heard they went they mm. did that album to pay for therapy? I'm sure they did. I, I saw them that. once. It wasn't yeah, I did bad. Too. Their own therapy? Yeah, they wanted therapy, so they they're like, we have problems. Let's start a band so yeah. we can pay for this. <laughs> the thing about their songs are very. I was gonna dark, say, yeah. yeah, that song's pretty dark. It's a dark song. Yeah. It is. You know, I, I saw Tears for Fears do a benefit one time, and they they did the best cover of Rocket Man you'll ever hear in your it's life. It's actually one of my favorite songs. Me it's a great. Too. We play that song. Maybe it's we'll on the roster, later. yeah. But I was thinking maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> within no. that song. What, what's the song where they're in the library? Head over heels. There it is. Oh, oh yeah. That's Great the, band, that's man. That's what I was that's gonna the, say. Uh, I was gonna say that. I think that's right. the epitome of them. I can't wait for the edit. All right. So what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes. like, if you played that song and you like talked about like the last episode of Game of Thrones in that song, what? what? We could do that. I mean, that's our. I'm thing gonna have to is... put a spoiler alert on this episode. <laughs> if blurb. they haven't seen it by now. 
That's their own. I've seen it three times by now. I have seen it three times. <laughs> yeah, we like to make up stuff while we're singing. I don't know if a lot of bands do he that, does. but we do that. He does. Jeff, he does. not so much. So where did you get I that from, I don't sing. Matt? You don't do backing at all? Mm-mm. Huh. He can, though. I have. I've I'm not him. very good. Me neither. Go. This is specifically for you, Jeff. Mm. Jeff, you've been playing for 40 years, mm. uh, give or take. Mm-hmm. Did you notice a, a difference before and after you uh caught into recovery yeah oh good question um well yeah um okay so when i was learning and i went to i went to musicians institute uh, in the 80s man which was awesome and when it was still on hollywood boulevard it was a rock school man it was freaking badass well actually it was it was it was awesome so i went there and um I party a lot, man, you know, so I mean, what I used to do, I, I mean, that's why I, I could sit there and I could practice a lot. I would smoke a lot of weed and I would sit there and run scales mindlessly watching the top three soap operas. All my children. What was your question originally? I'm giving you the thing. So, I'm listening. I'm in it. So listen, I'm in it. listen. Were you watching Days of Our Lives? Days of Our Lives, General Hospital and... All my Fucking children. Bob Barker. High as hell. Just and I would just be. It was muscle memory. I was running scales and modes, and I was doing my thing. And then I would go back to school. I was playing my bass ten hours a day. Then, ten hours a day playing. And then I started gigging and doing. So you know, playing, doing gigs, and everything. I used to think I'd have to be a little looped up, but I actually perform better. Obviously, I think it's you know I don't know if it's obvious or not, but I mean I, I I've had a lot of great gigs high, but um, <laughs> I I perform. I I like remembering what I performed. Actually, I agree. I, I enjoy. I'm, I'm following you. You know, I, I like remembering the performance. I like I like being more present as opposed to just relying on muscle memory. As opposed to okay, well, this I'm going to start on the flat five or the you know what I'm saying. I start on. Is flat there five. is there like a less of a like fuck it attitude when you're when you're sober playing? Less of a fuck it attitude. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I care more about the note, my note selection, as opposed to just like a muscle memory, just you know, running scales and doing the the, the comfort, the comfort licks after a while. Granted, man, when I was in the grip, man, I had all my shit in a pawn shop anyway, so there was that, you know, while where I wasn't playing at all, and then I, I mean, I got into the corporate world for a while, and I just wasn't playing. I kept my bases, thank God. I kept my 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 white music man five string back there. I've had that for twenty plus years, you know, and I never got rid of it. And um, so, I mean, there was that. There were periods of time when I was either I decided to try try and climb a corporate ladder in, in this town when I moved back here in, in two thousand, and because uh, from 80, 86 to two thousand, I lived in L.A. You know, I was chasing that. I was doing voiceovers and uh, musician shit. You lived in L.A. the exact amount of time I did, but from when I was born to when I was (laughs) born. 86, man, until 2000, exactly. And then I, you know, ended up here. But, uh, yeah. So the answer is yes. The answer is, the long answer is yes. A short answer would be yes. The long answer is what I just said. So being in recovery, why do you think it's important to connect to things outside of recovery that really, like, speaks to your heart oh yeah i can answer this one (laughs) can you i think i see you know the the stereotype of somebody in recovery that does well is somebody that gets clean or sober and they stay connected to the fellowship Mm -hmm. and that that's the pathway to success what i don't hear people talk about is this better what i don't hear people talk about is kind of that evolution of staying around because not being in the middle of recovery isn't for everybody. And it also, if you stay overly involved, it can burn you out. Mm-hmm. And then you could get burned out of the whole fellowship. So what I say to people a lot, I think the best mixture for a great life is 
recovery, work, and passion. Mm-hmm. And I think if you don't have something you feel passionate about, um, I think then life can get stale. And it's like, why, why don't I just work and go, you know, go to meetings? It's kind of a – some people don't like it. Now, some people make recovery their passion. A lot of people in recovery yeah. do, but I – I feel like for me, recovery is something that's essential for myself and my future, but it's not something that I always, I feel passionate about playing music. So how do you think, um, art has helped you in your recovery process? Um, really, that's a great question, Chels. A great one. And for me, one of the best things I've gotten has been over the last couple of years is giving the gift of art, watching other people like Chelsea (laughs) blossom and flourish with art. I love I used to be, I'm working on being less narcissistic and self-centered and attention-seeking. And I've really enjoyed giving the gift of art to other narcissistic self-centered <laughs> 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 um, But giving, you know, service, that's a good way to serve. Were you somewhat creative or creative at all before you joined the recovery? Uh, yeah. I was always in plays as a child and I was always musicals and I was always doing a lot of theater. I took ballet and I took jazz. I did dance and I was in New York at the time and I was modeling. And so I did all that kind of stuff and was always looking for something, but I got clean very young. I got clean at 17. So I've been clean for a while. And so how long? Uh, 32 years, long time. Long Do the math. Time. I'm 49. <laughs> so what, Chris? I'm 31. Oh, Wow. Crazy, so you've right? been sober longer than I've been alive. Mm-hmm. You were like, congratulations, thanks, buddy. So I feel old now for some reason. But anyway, uh, you should You're enjoy not. it. Uh, I feel older. Yeah. You made it. Yeah, I made something. So look, ma, I made it. Look, ma. So yeah, I did. I I've been a very lucky to meet up with people along the way that have allowed me to take what I like doing art and bring it into recovery, and then watch other people in recovery enjoy. Art or participating in art? Because I've done a lot of recovery-related art. I think you saw a play. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. I saw that play. That was a good play. Were you in it, Chelsea? I don't remember. I had a small part. I was a tree. (laughs) We did a short run of two. Did you play the podium? Ouch. Wow. Wow. Yes. Sold out houses. I do remember this really kick-ass band. Yeah. They were there. Yeah, the yellow... Was that you guys? That was us. And Matt, how did you... You wrote that play, right? I did. You wrote, so, yeah, I wrote a play in recovery. I you, heard the story about going to Hamilton. Mm, it's true. And then coming up with the idea in the parking lot. Yeah, That's Chelsea it. took me to Hamilton, and I was like, you know, uh, this be fun. And I think we just came up with such an amazing idea. like Because the idea of the play was, you know, if you if you know people in recovery and you do a play, which I've done a bunch and you do any kind of mock using in a in a recovery oriented audience, they do not fucking like that shit. Like if you have a pretend beer bottle Still, and you're drinking, yeah. Is it like an old thing maybe? No, Cause I feel like now all the people I meet, they're like really open to stuff. And it's it's a weird thing. It's like it's so you still get you still get hesitation. It's not, it has no, no, a no, sense no. of glorification. Yes, too. that's what it is. So it's like even if you're in a play and you're pretending to drink a beer, people in the audience are like, Ugh. so the idea was, what if we <laughs> what if we took the element of actual drugs out and what if people got high by listening to music? So we did a whole montage. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, of a play that they'll never see. But the point is, they might. So I got we, some ideas. <laughs> all right, I'd like to hear them. So that's what we did. We did a whole play around uh, music as a drug. And so people listen to Comfortably Numb and got high. People listen to 
What other songs? Well, yeah. Lots of different songs. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up. Want to do Yep. You want to. You want to. He did want to. <laughs> he so, really did want to. He still to. wants to. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever thought about writing anything that's not recovery related? Mm, yeah. It's just, it's a crutch for me because recovery is such a commonality in my circle. So I don't know sometimes going outside of the, you ever notice planes? It's like, I don't know if fucking people are upset. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> like, so I, I do short films. Oh. So as soon as I saw your play, I was immediately converting in my mind on how to mm. do it live action. Guess who's listening? This guy. Uh, you ever seen that show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Yes. Yeah. I imagine it just like that. Wow. First of all, I love that show, and I'm not kidding. I think it's so well It's really well good. Done. I try to tell her, but the title, like, throws I'm her off. I'm surprised you haven't <laughs> seen it. It's a really it's a well good done show. musical. Oh, I'll check it out. You should. And uh, I'd be open to that. We could we could figure that out. We could. Hey, um, I really do like that you asked me about the mix of recovery, passion, and work. I do really think that's a great message for people that are starting out because people are depressed when they come in. They're like, think their life is over. They people are depressed. Fun- Always. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, they think that a big, they, they lost a limb. Like recovery is like a, a, such a lifeline for them. I'm sorry, drugs were a lifeline for them. So when they get into recovery, they're like, this is going to suck. And you know what? Recovery dances suck sometimes, but sometimes yeah. they don't. And sometimes people find a new one. Right, I mean, with whatever, whatever issues I had, my, my thoughts were, I'm losing a friend. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I've never heard you talk so less. Well, I mean, I was going to jump in there, but I'm getting cut off every time I speak. So, I, I mean, oh, someone salty. No, no, no. I've got my opinions about. I, I came into recovery late in life. He came in early. So, I mean, I, you know, for me, I was like, it's like a second life. Sure. I, I kind of embraced it. You know what I mean? My first year, I just, I, I, I did go freaking nuts. You know, and I, I went to a meeting almost every day for that first year and did a bunch of uh, service, which I think is really important. And I'm still of service to the fellowship. I think that's that's important for anybody. So when you talk you know. about the fellowship, what does that mean? Is that like a twelve step group? Yes, yes. Um, um, I belong to the Fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous, NA. And uh, they might not be happy you said that. They might not. <laughs> non applicable. Non applicable. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, am I not supposed to say that? You can say whatever you want. I leave it. I leave it up to the guests. Okay. So you know, because I don't really agree with anonymity. If you don't want, if you don't want that, it depends. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I think, and like we talked about earlier, man. I don't know if it was on on this recording, but I don't think anonymity part of narcotics, uh, any anonymous group, is anything now with social media, man. I mean, everybody's got their you know hanging their chip up there, doing what they're doing. I'm taking ten years today. Yeah, dude, what happened to anonymous? So there's and there's the merch. Yeah, and there's difference <laughs> between um, anonymity, as in referring to a specific twelve step group, and anonymity anonymity in just recovery advocacy. And there's actually a pamphlet that was created on a national level mm-hmm. called Advocacy in Anonymity. And I've it read it. Speci- you have? I have. And it specifies how to share your recovery story without kind of divulging what group you belong to. And it's effective because if people belong to Alcoholics Anonymous or Gambling Anonymous, um, they feel less connected to your story because they're not the same as you. But in all reality, it is all the same. Well, all I would add to that is it's like whatever anonymous you need to go to, go to it if you need the help because it's the best thing. It'll save your fucking life. Boom. You know what I mean? You know, you're going to – if you need to – you need. To, I mean, when I did a detox years ago before I got clean, I did a detox. And, you know, the number that stuck into my head was the chick saying, listen, man, 97% relapse rate without – some sort of support group outside of here. Yep. You're going to get out of here. You're going to be on a little bit of a pink cloud, and you're going to you're not going to stay clean unless you get some 
people yep. around you. So Support is the whatever the fellowship is that you need to get involved with, do That's it. it. Church-related, whatever. Because addiction sucks. Yeah. Boom. What are we playing? Now, Night. sing for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. You want to hear some Tool? It's like... Let's do sober. Let's do sober. You really want to do sober? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do sober. <laughs> okay, so... That's a good one. That's a good one for uh, recover everything. Yeah, it is. All right. What was that? What I'm was a huge Tool fan. All right, yeah, we do. He wears tool. a lot of Tool shirts. I've seen about tool 25 times. I saw him with the opiate. That's the our, last time I saw him. 46 uh, and 2 uh, is our favorite song. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Our favorite song. I'm going to give us a little more drums. It's a beautiful night. Can I do my Mater dance? There's a shadow just behind me Trying every step I've taken Making every promise empty Pointing every finger at me Way like a sucking butler Who upon the finger has stand Murder now the path called must we Just because the sun has come And Jesus won't you fucking whistle Something but the past and done And Jesus won't you fucking whistle Something but the past and done And why can't we not be sober And just who want to start things over And why can't we sleep forever And just want to start this I'm just a worthless liar I'm just an imbecile And I will only complicate you Just to me and fall as well And I'll find a center in you I will chew it up and leave it I will work to elevate you Just enough to bring you down And Mother Mary, won't you whisper Some but the past and done And Mother Mary, won't you whisper Some but the past and done And why can't we not be sober And just do want to start over and why can't we sleep forever and just want to start this I'm just a worthless liar and I'm just an imbecile and I will only complicate you. Just in me and fall as well and I will find a center in you. I will chew it up and leave and trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. And why can't we 
Isn't Jeff good on the bass? Uh, you are very good as Thank well. Thank you. Yes. But Jeffy's pretty great. I'm trying to, I was trying to like gather like how that sounded for me. Cause I know I've, I've probably heard that song 10,000 times. Sure. No joke. Um, but your vocal range, I'm, mm. it, it's just like a melding of certain things that I can't quite put my finger on. Flattery. Beast. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and not to, but I'm gonna say something really weird right now. Mm. But there's a sensualness to how you uh, sang that song. It's sexy, man. It's straight up sexy. Uh, okay, Jeff. Jeff, I gotta ask. Oh. Does your arm hurt after you play with your T-Rex looking hand? For 16 years, his body's built for it. <laughs> or 40 years. I mean, do you have issues in your shoulder? I'm just asking for. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I do. Sometimes, uh, to be honest, the the circul it gets a little like, you know, there will be a circulation thing, and it's not the best uh, technique uh, for playing. But you know, when we play, I mean, it, it just depends on the situation. Right. You know? I mean, I, I hold my bass pretty high when I'm playing live, anyway. So like Tom Morello it. Like who? You like Tom Morello it? I totally Tom Morello it. Yeah, or Bergine. Yeah, we got it. I got yeah. you. So it's like I don't, uh, I don't understand those knuckle dragger dudes, man. It's like, I, and you know, especially guys like Robert Trujillo, yeah, who just crushes and he plays way down here. Anyway. That's the bassist in Metallica right now. That's who he's oh, talking about. I like to refer to him as the bassist from suicidal tendencies <laughs> yeah. and infectious groups. No one ever quotes a famous ukuleleist. <laughs> Who's that dead Hawaiian guy? Dude's over the rainbow. Yeah, yeah, but nobody knows his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know he's dead. Well, how do you say his <laughs> name? I don't know. It's, it's uh, like there's a lot of consonants in there. 25 consonants. Yeah. On the... Actually, the most famous ukulele guy, like, pop-wise, is... Go ahead. Uh, oh, man. I, uh, who's the crazy-looking dude? He's not crazy. Oh, no, you're thinking Weird Al or Tim, no, Tim, no. Tiptoe Through the Tubes. No, no, no. It's Vance Joy. Vance Joy plays. Vance you're Joy. Tiny, of, Tim. Tiny Tim. Tim, yeah, but I'm, Tiny Tim was bad. There's actually somebody right now who, you know, you know that song. I was there from dentist in the dark. Well, we play that song too. I was there from pretty girls. That's Vance Joy. He Riptide. plays ukulele. Yeah, Riptide. Mm. Cool. That was like one of the first Wait. songs I played. Okay, so there's a video that you could spice it up however you like. There's a video that went viral. Yes. We and it was of you guys and George. doing Riptide, and your cat was in the video. Yes. Photobomb the whole Photobomb video. Photobomb the whole video. I, I watched this video. It's oh, you cute, saw it? Right? Yeah. yeah. George. It's pretty epic. Mm -hmm. It was great. Pretty epic. So is there any, is there such thing as shitty art? Oh, great question. Yes. <laughs> in my opinion. I'm sorry. 
I mean, I guess art's all subjective, right? Right. Uh, obviously, but you have. Well, your, there's an audience. You for can have your own. So. Exactly, but you're allowed to have your own opinion. Sure. Yeah. No. But you, seem, you seem very uh, willing to be put yourself out there. Like, hey, the, the the question Chelsea asked, which was great, is there such thing as shitty art? I guess there's just everybody has their opinion. Agreed. Right. Agreed. I mean, I don't understand abstract art either. And I know. Let's go around the room and, 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 and <laughs> think of something that you did not like about somebody's art. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Don't even judge. I like you should it. ask me to stop judging. I like it. About anybody's art? Whatever. Whatever kind of art Any it sub- is? Sure. It could have annoyed you. I will start. I saw something recently where it felt like mm. somebody was speaking to their audience, and I thought, you don't really have an audience, but, you know, it's like, we're taught, you know, I'm doing this stuff for my fans. And I was like, you don't have any fans. So just that. The you mean pers- your girlfriend and like, the other bands? Uh, no, I don't have a girlfriend. But, uh, Not you, whoever that dude was yeah, talking to. I just felt like there was a lot of, I saw something recently that with, a lot of pretent- <laughs> with a lot of pretentiousness. And I just didn't like it. Why don't you want us to talk about this, Chelsea? <laughs> Could be anything. Do you, have, do you have crickets on there? I'm just telling you, I don't like pretentiousness. Spaghetti. What did you see that was pretentious, bro? I'm not going to say it. Oh, come on. Something I thought you saw was something pretentious. pretentious. I agree. Pretentious art sucks. Just okay. Next. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> I used to do a lot of functions at the Museum of Modern Art in Los Angeles. MoMA. At MoMA, yeah. And it was uh, great. But, you know, I mean, some of those modern art installations are a fucking joke, man. I mean, just burning through... We made this, and everybody was just sitting back and going, "Oh my God, it's the best thing ever." And we I'm like, we constructed this giant aluminum cube, yeah. for a hundred million dollars. Nice, it's art. It's art. Yeah, that's art. But is it art? It's art to someone. What about you, Shells? I think at some point in my life, I made shitty art. You made oh, shitty too. art. We all without have. without like proper training or without like proper knowledge. I've seen some photo shoots. There's been. <laughs> wow. I think it was the photographer. He was what, new. what about you, Chris? So you started. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, there have definitely been some of my episodes that aren't very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the what ones I'm you, a part of. What makes you listen to an episode and go, mm, I don't like that one? Like, what, how do you judge your own art? Whose podcast is this? That's a good question. But I'm, um, I'm curious. I've got lots of questions. It, it has to do with uh, whether or not I think I'm bullshitting or not. So you listen to yourself with brutal honesty. Uh, if I feel That's like what you're I'm, listening for, you do yeah. not want to lack integrity. No, right. And there Good. have been a couple of times where I disagree and keep just to keep it going. Mm. I've right. seen you, and I sold you this actually when we first started chatting. I've seen you. Kind, what I love about your voice is, I, I know I'm throwing out some compliments here. You have a voice that's calming. You have a soothing voice. People say that, but I don't get it. Well. You're used to your own voice, so you probably aren't soothed by it. But nah. you just don't have an abrasive voice. Thanks. And I guess. <laughs> I've heard you disagree with people in a very in a very calming way. That that if you had a uncalming voice, people might you'd be like, I don't agree. But you're like, you're. I'm gonna do my Chris impersonation. Do you want to hear? Yes, yes, I would. I would well, love I this. I don't agree. You know, just not for me. Like you know, <laughs> one of those things. Fair enough. Him, <laughs> fair enough. He's laughing. He's doing more than the. <laughs> I only laugh one time. Huh. I That's didn't laugh out loud. It's true. Anyway. But the laughs inside. He suppressed are it. I like that about you because people sometimes speak their opinions in such a suppositional way. They're like, "Yeah, you know, the thing," and you're like, "I don't know what that thing is." I like that. Sorry, Jeff. Am I talking too much? <laughs> the bank. It's not in. my podcast. Yeah. Fair. Wait, I have an idea. I thought you guys wanted us to try to do a theme for your show. I or something. was hoping. So the elephant belly is doing another song. Yeah, I'm going to try to make a theme. A theme. 
Oh, oh, so you're just gonna do some improv on that? Because I don't know the words. Does it count as a theme if you're improving? <laughs> That's deep. That's it. One, two, two, three, four. you on yourself on a daily basis <laughs> uh, dude 
With lotion? No. Oh, man. Wow. You man. beat it like the Joker in the Dark Knight? Hello. Hello. Come and get me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I'm fucking around and I don't fuck, you know, I don't hit a good rhyme. I, I've done some really great, fun improv songs, so I think about that and I feel good. And then sometimes it just doesn't. You guys have hard names, Chelsea. No, no, I'm not Mel-C. talking about. It. There was a couple of moments where you may have not done something you wanted to, even though it sounded great, where like the life just left your face. Oh, yeah. really? You know, I've I learned heard it leave his voice too. I've learned. I've learned to fail with, you know, fail fucking face forward in front of the crowd usually they because I, I will say this i learned a long time ago if you fail and you let the crowd watch you fail they'll root for you to succeed if you fail and you get uncomfortable and you hide it from everybody then they're uncomfortable so if you fail you go man i fucked that up jeez i hope i could try it again and on that note i used to work for a, a show splash in las vegas a long okay. time ago and not uh, the tom hanks movie no and uh <laughs> So the to interview me, they sent me to go watch the show. And I watched the show, and there's just jugglers there. And the show I watched, they dropped the ball by accident. The guy smacked the guy in the face. And I was like, ooh, booey. So then, the, mm-hmm. of course, they're going to hire me. And they're like, what did you think of the show? I was like, oh, my God, I love the show. I'm like, I want the job. So, yeah, I love this show. And then I brought the woman aside, and I was like, yeah, it was kind of weird, you know, the juggler and smack. She goes, yeah, they do that every show. And I was uh, like, why? What? Right. And I go, why? And she goes, because it gets the crowd to root for them. So failure and mistakes make people root for you more. So I'm not afraid of it. I just fucked that rhyme up, rhyme up, Chelsea. Sorry. Jeffy, how do you feel about that? About what? Mm, failure. Yeah, good question. <laughs> Jeffrey? Um, failure in the moment? Like, in like if, are we talking about in a performance kind of a situation? I try to move right past it, man. I don't make a deal of it either way. I don't, Most of the time, I, I don't make a big tell. deal about it. It's like, oh, my God, I totally fucked up. Or, oh, my God, I just do, like. Do I feel like he does. Look at I I do. I I'll give I'll talk a lot of shit about it when we're done, yeah. you know what I mean? And then um but I think that in life, man, I mean, that's where you learn shit, right? Yep. Truth. You fail, you know, the the people that don't that don't have success don't get back up when they fail, you know, you know what, what I mean? You know what I've called it? I've trademarked it. It's called the Chumbawamba. The Chumbawamba. Wasn't there a band called Chumbawamba? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they got knocked down. And, and then, then they get up, up again. again. Boom. That's you my trademark. that's my trademark. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's trademark. It's called the Chumbawamba. I refer to it all the time when Did I'm talking to recovery uh, uh, people. Hello, patent office. Yes, children's <laughs> holding oh, for you. I would like to uh, <laughs> patent this. It's TM'd. Yeah. Isn't that the name of a band? Yes, but they didn't trademark it. <laughs> this leads me to my next question. Let's hear it. How's the dynamic between you guys on a daily basis? Like, how often do you just flat out disagree? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That's a good one. Mm. Um, Should we take one of you out of the room? (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to do that. We're pretty uh, transparent with one another, I think. I hope. I don't know. Have you ever thrown anything at each other? No. No. We've never gotten physical. (laughs) I I do this once in a while now because he wants me to nurture more, so I always pet him. When did is it t- when did touching come be? No, it's uh, enter into the relationship. Being nurturing, I, that's he, beautiful. He is. I think it's really important for men to know how to mur- nurture. He's getting there. But our I dynamic. Know. To get back to your question, I think it's great. I think we have great chemistry live. I think that uh, we we are have a pretty open dialogue, man. And I let him know and my opinion very often. Have you ever flat out was like, I don't want to play that song. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to. All wanna. the time. Yes. Who does it generally? Yeah, yeah. Me. Um, Jeffy, but I have a couple times where is I want to Is it out. top 40 mostly? 
No, it just depends. Like, listen, like I said, we we do a lot of medleys, and and um, we just had a thing last night actually, and it's you know we're playing a certain groove and you know their songs, and I I guess I have a little more experience, and Matt will pick a song, and I'm like, dude, it doesn't work. Not that song. Not for this groove. And I sometimes I don't. I'm not the most nurturing when I say, dude, that's not it. Move on. Nine. Yeah. Nine. No, now we're I, referring to Nazis. Yes. Well, it's just oh, yeah. German. I want to answer your question, Chris. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say something positive about mine and Jeffy's relationship. So we've been in a band for two years. Here's where I think the key why we're still in a band. I appreciate Jeffy's, uh, the parts of Jeffy that I you know appreciate are like he gets shit done. He has vision. He has drive. And he will put work into making things happen. The whole reason we're on Twitch on the whole journey is because he like would not stop building the studio and building everything. So, so I like that drive in him at the same time, it comes with a level of perfectionism, a level of expectations, a level of, you know, wants me to do those things. And when I don't do that, he's frustrated. Right. And even though I'd be like, Oh man, I wish he wasn't frustrated. I always remind myself, well, you like when he does the other good shit. So I can't be like upset when he's frustrated with me. And I'll say with Jeffy, oh, something's happening. I, I fucking knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I, I knew it. It was in my I third eye. I didn't even eye. say anything. So before we get about you, what I'm going to say nice also about Jeffy is this. He likes the improv in me that I make shit happen. The Matt, He's like, you be you. Whenever he says that, he, we can fight for a month. But every time he says, Matt, just be Matt, man, I fucking love that. Yeah. And at the same time. I come with a lot of flightiness and a lot of flakiness, but that's creative. You know, it's like that that flow. What's going on with you guys? I feel like there's some tension no, between no Chelsea tension. and Chris. What's I I just identify yes. with the technical aspects, oh. and I identify with the flighty and the. We are the world. <laughs> the, you know, well, listen, you know, I mean, when we first started we playing, I, we 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 would uh, <laughs> our setup was like I'm like. Dude, we just gotta get a snake. We gotta do this, and we got blah 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 blah. And he goes, "What the fuck is a snake? What are you talking about?" I go, "Dude, I can't stack. I can't stand this cable shit." No, I'm, there have been many things with this, even before her, where I'm just like, "I need this, this, and this to be comfortable, to, yeah, to be expressive." And and some of those things I still haven't gotten. But, right. And it's not it's not her. It's money. Yeah. But uh, understood. I don't put out. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Nobody. Well, does. I think the, the the thing that's hard with relationship driven people like me and Chelsea. Chelsea and I is that we uh, we cash currency relationship currency and sometimes it's not something you can see visibly there's not a tangible aspect of relationship currency but I will say where Je I get so much respect from Jeff when we do play the gigs and we're done Jeffy always says the same thing he says Matt go get the money and I I'm nice. the one that goes and gets the money <laughs> and you know what had... for that little mount. I'm fucking get respect. Nice. Until I give him the money. Uh, yeah, man. We, <laughs> we, we definitely money. got, de, you know, uh, roles. delineated roles. Mm -hmm. I handle anything technical because mm -hmm. I prefer him not to. And, uh, and I go get the money. And he gets the money and books the gig. So it's like. Show me the money. Yeah. I got a soft hand. Rock it out, bro. I'll do this. Please don't touch anything. How annoyed. <laughs> and he says, okay. And he does say, okay. How annoyed. How annoyed, Jeff, do you get? And I'm not saying you do this, but when other people have done this thing where they're like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I think Chris is talking about a resentment he has with me. No, no, oh. I'm not. I'm, like I'm, I'm talking part. about just technical when you're like trying to set something up or you're trying to get and people are like, why are you so worried about that? You're like, yeah, it's going to work because I'm going to make it work. Right. Exactly right. You're not. It's like, that's why I like to get, I mean, because we, we carry our own PA, we do our own deal and we got, you know, our own monitor and we just do our own thing. So what I'm getting at is everybody needs this guy. 
mm. in, in their group that knows how to hook shit up. Right. Exactly right. And uh, especially in electronics and, and whatever. Jeffy has, uh, we have a deal. It's like he really does say, hey, I don't like the way you throw chords around and you set things up sloppy. And of course, I'm like, I don't like being criticized. So then he's like, how about I just do it and you just stay off the side and stay loose. Later, when I need you to be charming and get the money, I'll call you. And that honestly, that works for us. And we've got to set up. We've got to set up. I build the pedal boards. It's just like as opposed to having a bunch of just shit. You know, we just put it in cases and it goes on a cart and it goes it goes down. And I can I can have this place torn down in in twenty minutes, and have it on a cart and in my car, which is good. Yeah, no, I mean it's great. It's part of that discipline that we were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier. Yeah, I mean I just discipline. Yeah. You know, we got the gear. We got the, you know, yeah, we just find, we put some money. Do you want to know it. something about Jeffy that I put up with? This is a good one. Yes. So he will He go, puts up with a lot, I guess. Well, this one you'll <laughs> agree with. He will set the sound up. And he'll do a fantastic job. But when the sound is set up and it sounds amazing, he'll get sound boner for a good 45 minutes. Before the gig, he's like, dude, I love this setup. I'm like, it looks good. It's not even the sound. It's the setup. Mm-hmm. He's loves the setup so when he tells me about it a lot i'm just like yeah it's really good but i'm like i don't care and he's like dude i love this setup right and, and then you, you sound boner. amazing you get a sound boner well you know i mean again it's just <laughs> definitely sound wood <laughs> well, all right maybe we've taken this as far take it as far as you go uh, can you when you create the poster for this one can you say r-rated like r-r-r-r-r-r-r-rated you mean fucking r-rated I'm no, sorry. I'm just saying we're talking about boners. Jeez, mm, do boners weird you out? <laughs> Sound boners? Not at all. Not, I get boners for things too. Like what? Yeah, what gives you a I boner? Know. Feminism. I Can I answer? <laughs> Can I answer? Yeah. Animals and Dave Matthews. That's two of them for sure. I'm just getting. The, I'm just getting. Can I ask more questions? That's why, that's why, that's why. All right, we can reverse it. You can ask me stuff. Well, I just want to know. No, when... this is their podcast, bro. Like, no, 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 you, can. you can ask. Mm. What made you start getting into podcasting? Podcasting. Uh, I'm being completely honest. Mark Marin. Who? Oh, I know who that is. It's a dude. He's a dude. funny dude. Yeah, he's a comedian. He's Mark in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him. I'm a big comedy fan. Like comedy history. Uh, I just knew I could do it. I mean, I was like, I, I can do that. So I bought all the shit and I did it. Mm. And I picked a subject that I thought was relevant to where I was at that moment, which I work at a recovery center. And I didn't think there I didn't think the market was too big. You know, there's a billion movie podcasts. There's a billion news. There, there's like maybe 30 recovery podcasts. Sure. So I was like, mm, let's try to learn some shit and not only how to do this, but about recovery. That makes any sense. Totally, totally, totally. I mean, do you like like guys like Joe Rogan and I listen to Joe Rogan every day. Yeah, Joe's great, man. I mean, he's uh I like Joe. I like him too. I mean, yeah. he's 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 introduced me to even more influential people. That, you know, I mean, if I said their names, I'd probably get a lot of flack. But people like Jordan Peterson mm. and stuff like that, that just like strong male figures, I guess, that I didn't have. So there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons that I got into podcasting, mainly mm. because I knew I could do it. I'm just gonna ask one more question. What do you like about it, Chelsea? <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What do you like about being in podcasting? You seem like you really enjoy it. I yeah, I think it's a great. I'm I'm curious about this answer myself. Really? Well, not to not to be weird, but <laughs> I, you kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I came out of nowhere. 
for Who sure. Are you? <laughs> you just kind of showed up and was like, I was like, hey, you want to do this? And we're like, yep. No experience. <laughs> yep. Yeah, are we friends know. now? Yep. You seem like a natural. Thank you. Well, I love theater. Um, I also did improv in high school, which was, you know, very It was like, 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 two, that, right? like five years ago, right? Ten. Huh. I have my 10th anniversary wow. ten reunion this year, wow. and I'm like freaking out. Anywho, uh, I work in recovery. I advocate for recovery. I talk about all pathways to recovery. I teach. I train. I have a voice of recovery. And when I was on the show once, I was in love with it and I really want to be able to facilitate that conversation you know and I'm really passionate about it and did I get the job that's Chris <laughs> we'll see we'll see do you have any other candidates? I just updated the entire website today so <laughs> Woo! I'm on there yeah I win Woo -woo! one to nothing <laughs> uh question go um how often do you do shows for recovery-based facilities or things like that? We don't do them very often. I mean, the play was something that we're, that, that we're doing uh, that Matt wrote that Ms. Moni's in. Um, uh, but that's pretty much – we don't really do gigs for us. Uh, we do probably once or twice a year when people okay. ask. Recovery is a hard place to do stuff because it's really everybody's volunteering. So then, you know you, – and it's always a cluster. But <laughs> on, on the other spectrum, like, you may do gigs per se, but you also facilitate, as you mentioned before, um, a platform for people in recovery to express their art. Sure. What is this platform you're talking about? Uh, oh, the like talent show? We've or? done 12-step uh, uh, groups, got talent, and so that people that want to rap or they want to come up and sing, and sometimes they jam. And it's funny because... I when I started playing with Jeff, he's so good, and then we had the drum machine. I would be like, "What a treat to fucking play with somebody so good!" And sometimes other people in twelve step groups go, "Yeah," and then they work hard, and then sometimes they have that same shitty behavior, which is like, "Yeah, I don't care that much." And I'm like, "Okay, well then." So you have, so you're saying you've inspired you've inspired some and, and some maybe not so much. So you, which yeah, is like some everything. Some people I guess. lob it in, and then some people like rehearsed with us and then did a really good job. Some people. What's the best gig you've you've played so far? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, uh, one my, I really my liked. birthday party. No, just uh, no. That was terrible. Uh, we we, we <laughs> were we were at a hotel not long ago, and we were playing, and people were like singing to our songs, and we didn't know anybody, and then they asked us to play an extra hour. Yeah. And I just that, felt like that was really fun. We did that free gig out at Art in the Park in Boulder City, which was really good too. Good um, sound. It was great sound, and it was just it was it was uh, it's one of the only gigs we ever stand up at. We stood up at. We mm -hmm. actually stood up because it was on a in a gazebo in the middle mm -hmm. of a park, and it wasn't really. And we we're just like, ah, fuck it, man, let's stand up. And we we're like, we should stand up at every gig. It's like, yeah, not a four hour gig. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that is that is that how oh, like the time span of a normal gig is four hours? No, usually three, three, two or three. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Two hours, though. I mean, the corporate gigs, I mean, we charge by the hour. Um, so you want to play more hours? Well, I mean, I'd like to just say, you know, we charge this much an hour, and this is our minimum. And um, if they don't like that, then go somewhere else. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I don't, I don't do the booking. So sometimes we do gigs, and we're not doing what I would say our minimum should be. because <laughs> I, I also know how that is. <laughs> I, I, sometimes you got to take what you can get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's a certain number I won't go below. Like seven dollars, like <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seven dollars is, is my bottom, bro. <laughs> Don't you want dinner? 
Uh, well, I won't do a, I won't do a Dillinger's dinner gig again ever. <laughs> Here's what hurt my feelings. So um, a while back we were playing uh, the Balawiki at New Orleans, ah. and they were asking us to come, and I was like, yeah, and I was definitely like nervous yeah. because you're with other musicians, so you get to only play like four songs, and then another musician would come up. So it's definitely like Battle of the Bands. I've been in a few, yes, and I was like. Yeah, you know, we're going to kill it. And then we show up, and I got my quirky, cool look. And then every other fucking musician had a hat on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you show up, everybody's got a hat on. And they're usually like a fedora or a. Or, and I'm uh, so surprised. You know. I'm like, uh, you too. Like, I don't know. But it's a, a I didn't thing. go, I'm going to go join a band. I need to buy a hat. I've always worn hats. Like, yeah. I have pictures of me since I was 17 wearing fedoras. Yeah, but you can't show them. Be like, look, I'm different. Right. I'm Nobody different. Cares. I've had the same uh, thing with hoodies. I, I've, I've been to shows where I'm just going to wear my hoodie. Nobody's going to. Of course, everybody's wearing a hoodie. Yeah. I'm in a metal band playing sure. metal show. Sure. Like, everybody has a black hoodie on. I've been like, oh, my God, I'm going to wear white chucks. And like every basic bitch wears white chucks. Um, uh, Jeffy and I took a really cool trip uh, last year. And it was really good for the band. Uh, we went on this little thing. Uh, done by a friend of ours named Ryan called Beach with Dudes and uh, Jeffy went and we were with a bunch of dudes in recovery we all went on the beach and Jeffy and I drove around bikes and it was like a really good bonding moment even though we did play that weekend not a gig just just to practice but it was just good to hang out with him and just uh, just be boys and have a good time you know I think recovery allows us to have many facets of getting to know somebody and uh, that was really good for our relationship would you um, still have been as open to play with each other if you if one of you wasn't in recovery? Uh, it's interesting. I feel safe around Jeffy because we've gone to studios that smell like weed, and I look at him like I don't want to be here, and he's like, "Yeah, man, let's go." And I feel like really safe about that with him. I don't think we would have gotten together if we weren't both in recovery. I mean, you know, what are the chances of? I agree. You know, so recovery is actually what brought us into each other's you know ecosphere. And uh, do you think it's something that also keeps you together? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I don't think we could do this if one of us relapsed. And I also think Jeffy and I have a good moral center that we get from being in recovery together. It's like I won't say that or do that because it may go against some of the principles and things that we're learning in recovery, you know, not being a f fucking asshole to each other. So, you know, like just before this gig, Jeffy and I had like – you know, an argument. And I looked at what he said and it was very well written to me. He wrote some things that he's frustrated about, but he articulated it in a really good way. If we weren't in recovery, it would just come out like most fucked up dudes was like, fuck you, man. And there's nothing I can learn from that. Agreed. And, and so he's in recovery. He's completely coherent. Sometimes it's a curse. Most <laughs> other times it's not. And he can articulate things he's frustrated about in a way that I can learn from. I think that's a gift from recovery. I would agree with that. Boom. Preach. Preach. Word. What would you say to people who maybe are new to recovery that are worried about their creativity? Mm. Do it, Jeff. And how shitty their art is. <laughs> oh, my kidding. God. Oh, my lordy. Um, okay, so I would say that that is a myth that you're, you're going to lose your creativity if you're not getting high anymore. That's a complete myth, and uh, don't buy into the myth because I think that when your brain's functioning, functioning the way it's supposed to, and that's not going to happen immediately after you get clean. But, you know, when it when you finally can get can get a little grounded and and then get back into your art, I think that you will, A, 
it expands everything. You know what I mean? I mean, I, and you, for me, it's just my ears are, are much more open. I'm hearing a lot more. I'm hearing and I'm feeling me and I see the fret, I see the fretboard a lot better. And I just know, and I, and I'm more eager to take chances. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't rely on, like I said earlier, I don't rely on the muscle memory at all anymore. So, I mean, I'd say clean is the new high and uh just get out there and uh, and and don't f- f- buy into the myth that uh you're going to lose all your creativity just because fucking Jim Morrison did acid and it and it enhanced his his creative flow it doesn't it, it has its time and place but everything else is it's a myth look at motley crew motley crew what about him i, I just watched the dirt so the dirt yeah <laughs> i feel like i knew something about motley crew <laughs> No, Molly Crew. Uh, they were terrible wit- on drugs and terrible off drugs. Yeah, and Aerosmith was better when they were high. So I'm just gonna say that. But <laughs> what? <laughs> what the? Do you not agree, or you just don't like what he said? I'll actually, actually, you know what? I'll give you an example. I like Metallica I, better when they drink. I'll give you an <laughs> example though. If you want to hear bad Aerosmith, I'm not gonna say they were better. I'd say they wrote better when they were high, but they performed horribly. If you want to listen to some bad Aerosmith high, listen to Double Live Bootleg. <laughs> We're telling people to listen to music high. What is happening right now? Not when no, no, they're no. high. They're, they're high. Oh, they're high? Listen, listen to how horrible it is and how, because you could just tell that they were fucked up. We were pushing the envelope here. Fair enough. So that is, and so so being creative high is a myth. And it's right there for you to listen to on Spotify if Boom. you want to I'll say two. I want to say two things. One, Jeffy brought a really good um, behavior from when he was getting loaded into his recovery, which is he practices all the time and he's makes that, I think those routines can be real helpful, very helpful to people in recovery that whatever their art is, they just keep doing it and it will evolve naturally. Number one, number two, I get a natural dopamine high when we play certain songs and I hear a certain thing. I mean, Jeffy and I have a sound and I know we're just, we just do cover tunes, but we make them our own. We have a certain sound. And when I hear that sound kick in, I, I don't need anyone here. I just fucking feel so good. And that's a natural high I get. I think everybody, you know, my wife's a painter and she just loves to paint. What? That you're laughing? Oh, I know. She doesn't like painters. Oh, I know. No, I love painter people. Yeah. You don't like yeah. their work. No, it's, it's just, I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. Right. I respect the process. I'm not asking you to respect anything. I'm just simply saying. I obviously, she, does, she paints. I obviously and I know her. it takes talent. I, it just doesn't do anything for me. It's therapeutic for her. Yeah. And that's all that matters. It's just like doing rehearsing bass is therapeutic for Jeffy. And I love to watch Jeffy rehearse. <laughs> he cracks himself Why is up. That's so funny. Because <laughs> he wants me to practice more. And uh, I just made a joke that saying, was one of our- I like to watch him practice. He's going to get going. You're going to watch the other side of Jeffy, right? He's going to nope. pop. Nope. Not gonna pop. He'd that, like me to. He'd recovery. like me to practice more. Listen, I always tell him. Like, all I tell Matt about practicing is this: is like, do you want to take your playing to the next level? Apparently not. Maybe you should, maybe you should try playing your playing your ukulele with a metronome at home on your own time. He and he's right. I'm not refusing. <laughs> he is. But what I can say is he is a genius in his own respect too. Oh. Hey, I. Hey, he writes, hey listen. He writes hey, plays out of his ass. Hey, let me just say this. There is no elephant ballet without Matt, without a doubt. Oh, anonymity. <laughs> what the fuck ever? Everybody Matt knows that. I don't mind. Another MP. <laughs> I can beep it. Anyways, I again, with what you were saying before about not losing your creativity, 
and about you and your painter wife. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a movie Barbara Streisand would be in. <laughs> your painter wife? I don't know. I'd watch Father, it. Can you see me painting yes. all the time? Oh I'm just saying that was a. It was nice. I think oh people need to hear things God. like that. I'm gonna shut up now. I like when you went. My favorite thing you said is this. Have we asked enough recovery stuff? It's like we got all, and then Jeffy's like, go see Aerosmith when they were high. They read some good shit. No, no, no he's saying horrible. they were horrible. They were horrible live. They wrote good shit. This what? is from when you stop talking about your wife to, to the now is all getting cut out. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. You're going to have a lot of fun. That's why I'm an hour and 33 minutes is because I know I'm going to cut out at least a Wait, half an hour. How long does the podcast last? Yeah, however five? long I want it to. Ooh, so it goes until I That's feel a like... That's thing. It How goes do you measure success of a podcast? Yeah, if it's a coherent story or not? No, I mean... Entertainment is value. Metrics? Is there metrics? That oh, yeah, know? yeah, I have metrics, but they're not good. Oh, so <laughs> I, it's just I, I get about 500 listens a week. That's, That's great, man. That's good. That's great. I mean, not a week, an episode. Uh, give or take. Good. That is a week. Give or take. He's very hard on himself. Uh, you guys obviously know 500 isn't enough. No, no not 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 to don't quit your day job. Saying <laughs> we we will play our Twitch streams to five people and be excited. We'll play our Twitch streams to two people mm -hmm. and get excited about and it. I mean, in order, to, you know, and we all know it's the same. The we're same one of deal. the two. It's like we talk about discipline. We talk about consistency, man. You just got to be there yeah. consistently, and your your audience will grow if you're putting out a quality product. And yeah, it's quality. So hopefully, this is a quality product. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> and I didn't mean to insinuate. No, that no, this you're wasn't. not. You know what I mean? I can take a joke. This episode is not a quality problem. No, it will be. <laughs> no, no quality. <laughs> um, before before we get into this last song, one, right. what's your favorite song from a movie or television show? Mm. Matt. Matt. Like theme, that's not Game of Thrones. Mm. Th theme song. To, uh, to anything. To a TV show or, or a movie. movie. I mean, I like all the soundtrack from Pick Up Destiny. Okay. Ooh. Fucking love that soundtrack. Me love too. Love it. Great love it. Don't love the movie, love the soundtrack. Mm. Fair enough. Good one. Jeff? Hefe? I always like, um, from a movie soundtrack, I love Pulp Fiction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I like uh, from TV shows, and I loved Breaking Bad theme. I loved, uh, fuck man, Barney Miller, all those old school ones, you know, like Hill Street Blues. If you listen, yeah. to, like where they actually had music that mm -hmm. was being played in the old, you know, on those old TV shows, you know what I mean? Like Barney Miller and stuff like that is pretty killer. Do I get to go? Yes. Yay! I'm gonna say my favorite, my favorite soundtrack. I'm gonna say soundtrack because they did is Dirty Dancing. Mm. The yes. best, of course. <laughs> what about television? What about theme song? Oh, a theme song? Mm. Um, Not the Game Wonder of Years. <gasps> the Wonder Years one. So, but that's just uh, but that's Joe Cocker. Yeah, that's just Joe I don't Cocker. Care. <laughs> he made the song for the for it. Joe Cocker doing a doing a Ringo Starr tune. Yeah, because it was well, that's not course. originally his song. Yeah, I know that. Fair enough. I so. What about you? Uh, me. Chris. Theme song. Uh, Boy Meets World. <laughs> I love. Show. <laughs> uh, movie um, soundtrack. It's it's a toss up between the Varsity Blues soundtrack mm. and the soundtrack to End of Days. Okay. Can I change my theme song? 
No. No, 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 no. No? No. Please? <laughs> Stand by okay, your I'm going to do it anyways. Okay. So it's the song, um, the intro song for Winnie the Pooh. Can you change back to the original? Okay, one? for anybody who's listening who actually knows what I'm talking about, let's sing it together. I gotta get up. I gotta get going. I'm gonna see a friend of mine. He's round and he's fuzzy. I love him because he's just Pooh Bear Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, just down to 400 now. <laughs> went down to 400, 400 a week. <laughs> Uh, You're welcome. That song used to piss me off Pooh because Bear. I don't even know it, that song. It meant whatever I was watching before is now <laughs> over, and now I have to change the channel because Winnie the Pooh is on. Whatever. <laughs> the same thing used to happen with Mr. Belvedere. I used to get pissed when Mr. Belvedere came on. Mr. B. Uh. Anyways, so we're gonna I like get a Fresh Prince. Yeah, everybody loves that theme. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. This is just a symbol while we're while we're talking this out. I did, oh, did you have more questions? No. I don't, I don't think they want any no. more. They're I'm just drained. like, we jam. I'm drained. And I got to go to we Hawaii. We jam. Oh, sorry, Hawaii. Uh, so we're going to close out the show with Thank your you for having and, us on. Yes. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, man. Can you um, tell you the name of the song? No. <laughs> where, where can people find you? Do you oh, yeah. plug all yeah, that yeah, yeah. goodness? Um, well, okay, we got uh, The Elephant Ballet, twitch.tv dot, uh, twitch slash The Elephant Ballet. We're on Twitter uh, at One ba- Elephant Ballet. And uh, Facebook. And the Facebook, Elephant Ballet. The Elephant Ballet. And, and Instagram at The Elephant Ballet. But I hope they look at it for us at Twitch because we're really trying hard to build followers. Twitch is where we're, we're, very early we're, 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 we're focusing on right now, so we're trying to build that up. So find them on Twitch. Twitch TV dot twitch.tv slash the elephant ballet chris and chelsea thanks for having us yeah, on the please podcast. thank you so much welcome. good times you guys man. are a lot of fun you make things really easy yeah i wish you much success with the podcast thank you much thanks success. for being here you ready One. sing me a song <laughs> sing me a song you're the uh, piano man count me in jeffy i think that's the wrong elton john it's uh, a beautiful one, night one two <laughs> ready go one two go she packed my bags last night Per flight Zero hours, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high, high As a kite by then I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. On such a timeless flight. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brand.
science I don't understand Just my job five days a week Rocket man Rocket man And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Sound brings me around to get you finding another man to think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man, rocket man, burning out his feet up here. Recover everything. Chelsea Money and Chris West. Chris West song the best. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Times. Yay. Woo. I endorse the five clap policy. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Listen on all the major streaming platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Give us a rating on that iTunes, Apple Podcast thing. We uh, need them. Follow us on social media at Recover Everything. Go to our website, recovereverything.com to tell us a story, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you.